Pastor Phil Howard to begin today's broadcast of Truth For Today. For me to live is Christ. Life will soon evaporate. The globe is filled with perishing men and women, boys and girls. And in Paul's perspective, the whole Gentile world is in the dismal darkness of idolatry. They've never known the God of Abraham. They will perish, perish, perish. And why would a Jewish boy care? Because the interest of Christ became his interest. And God said, I'm tired of sending Gentiles to hell. I want someone to give them the gospel. Our series is simply entitled, Don't Waste Your Life. We're looking at Philippians. And here today on Truth For Today, Pastor Phil Howard returns us to Philippians chapter two in a message entitled, To Live Is Christ. What does that look like for you? If you were to take on that statement that the Apostle Paul has in Philippians, what would your life look like? Well, we have a few examples for you and some directives from scripture as well. So please join us. And in the middle of our broadcast, we'll spend a few minutes with Pastor Phil as well. Here's Pastor Phil Howard now with today's edition of Truth For Today. I want to speak today on to live is Christ and what that means. And I go to Philippians 2 and I pick up at chapter 2, 1, where Paul says, if any of you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, and if you were to strip that as the uh, motivation of human existence and lives, we can close down Wall Street. We close down a lot of things because you can't hardly find anything that doesn't run off of this motivation. Uh, conceit, uh, our own importance, selfish ambition. Uh, I'm working it for me. That's just the normal order of things. But he says, in humility, consider others better than yourselves. Uh, it sounds good, doesn't it? I want you to believe that about me. I'm not sure I want to believe that about you. Each of you should, not, should look not only to your own interest, your name, your money, your family, your car, your house, your dog, your cat, your family. You shouldn't just look to those interests, but also to the interests of others. Maybe people you don't even know, people you don't look like, like, care about, but you ought to look to the interest of others. Now, he gives this incredible exhortation here. We ought to do that. And what could rise up in you as it did in my own heart? That's great. Show me somebody who lives like this. I'm not sure I do, and I'm not sure I know too many people who live like this. Can you give me any examples? And it's as though the 
apostle saying, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> and he gives us four examples as he continues the chapter. His first example is that of Christ in verse 5 through 11. Christ, who being very God in substance and essence, humbled himself to take the form of a man and willingly went and died the death of a criminal on a cross. Not under uh, coercion by anyone, not because he had to, it came internally. It was his self-emptying in order to die for us, to do the Father's will. And he never did his own will. Even in the garden, he says, not my will, but thy will be done. He is the full and the epitome of this exhortation in his own life. Christ himself did not live for his own interests, but for the Father's will. He gave up all advantage that he might be a crucified Savior for us. So there is no question Christ is the outliving of these kinds of principles. But then as you continue, you come to verse 17, where we pick up Paul's testimony, and he says, but even if I am being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service coming from your faith, I am glad and rejoice with all of you. So too should be glad and rejoice with me. Paul is saying my own ministry is like a drink offering. Uh, I'm like something they took to the sacrifices of the Old Testament, whether it was wine or water, and they poured it on the broiling meat, and all that happened was it turned into vapor. It was evaporated. And so he's saying of his own ministry, I am being poured out on the sacrifice of the cross on behalf of your faith. I've given up having a wife. I've given up the right to pay. Uh, I work with my hands with leather in the daytime that I may get the gospel to you free of charge. I've suffered the loss of all things, he will say in chapter 3. I've been in all kinds of dire circumstances. What am I living for to get the gospel to those who don't know Christ, going to the Gentile world, and I am pictured as a poured out drink offering. No question he's living by these kinds of standards, giving up his own interests for the interests of others. Then he says, in all my relationships, when I think of people, in verse 19, I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon, that I also may be cheered when I receive news about you. I have no one else like him who takes a genuine interest in your welfare, for everyone looks out for his own interest, not those of Jesus Christ. And then he goes on to say, but you know, Timothy is in a league all of his own. He doesn't say, I can name you five people or 10 people. He said, I know a guy when it comes to you guys, you Philippians, that this Timothy who pastors at Ephesus, this man is consumed with the interests of Christ first. Uh, everybody has their own interests first. What are they interested in? Number one, them. That is just the norm. You don't even need to ask them about, you know that going in. That is the assumption. But, but this man, Timothy, 
He has put the interests of Christ above his own interest. He's living out the exhortation. Then he names one other man, a man by the name of Epaphroditus, who had come to the side of Paul to minister to him. And he begins to describe this man in verse 27. Indeed, he was ill and almost died. But God had mercy on him, and not on him only, but also on me, to spare me sorrow upon sorrow. Therefore, I am all the more eager to send him, so that when you see him again, you may be glad, and I may have less anxiety. Welcome him in the Lord with great joy, and honor men like him, because he almost died for the work of Christ risking his life to make up for the help you could not give me. Labored to the point of uh, obviously wasting his health, to the point of fatigue, exhaustion. He nearly died, and the cause of his death was not working three jobs to make money, but spending himself on the cause of Jesus Christ and Paul himself was a recipient of this ministry. And he says, he's even risked his life to the point of death in order that he might make up for your lack of service. It's a very interesting term, this term for risk. It's the term for gamble. And it meant to gamble one's life. It was used of the dice thrown for high stakes. And he's saying, this man Epaphroditus said, here's my life, I throw it down. In the work of Christ, I suffer even the possibility of death, but I'll risk my life on the cause of Christ. I'll risk my life for the interest of his interests. I am being spent, I'll spend and be spent for the cause of Christ. Now, it's very interesting that to be an American is to be risk conscious. We want to be risk free. We want our finances risk-free. We want our health risk-free. We don't want to do anything that puts us in harm's way. I understand that. But sometimes it militates from doing anything by faith. Because to do things by faith takes a risk. You don't always know outcomes if you decide to do it. I think of when I started Valley I had some other men that went out to start churches. And when they went out, things didn't go the same. Matter of fact, there was a lot of hardships and uh, difficulties. And these men said, why is it that it didn't go just like when you started Valley? I said, because faith is always a risk. We don't know the outcome. But you risk yourself for a great cause. You risk yourself for the name of Christ. Two things I think of. Just to be alive is to be at risk. Uh, if you want safety, don't be alive. If you want a risk-free life, don't be alive. Uh, you have no guarantee that you'll be alive tomorrow. And James says, don't boast that you will be. You don't know uh, if a heart attack is going to hit you today, tomorrow. You don't know if a stroke's going to hit you. I am alarmed lately of all the friends and connections I know of people fighting cancer. Uh, a man just having a cancer removed that was on the inside of his ear. You don't have good enough eyes to see every place it's going on your body. 
If it's on the outside, you can see it. Oh, there's a mole. You've got to take care of that. Oh, we've got to watch that. Oh, I'll catch it in time. You can't catch it in time sometimes. I can't predict if someone's going to be drunk and go across a double line and kill me and my family. I can't. I'm at risk being alive. I cannot predict anything about my wife, my children, my grandchildren, my extended family. Everybody that I know is at risk. And I think in this matter of not only life is it risky, but the thing next to life itself is this matter of love. To allow yourself to love somebody is about the riskiest thing you could ever do. Pastor Phil will be back in just a moment to continue with our series, Don't Waste Your Life. But we do have him in studio. We wanted to spend a few minutes with Pastor Phil talking about the radio program Truth For Today and the ministry surrounding it all. Phil, as you look back on how the Lord has used this broadcast in years past, uh, one story uh, that we were talking about comes to mind from a gal in Oregon. Why don't you tell us about that? An amazing story. We had a uh, dear woman uh, uh, up north in Oregon who had been recently uh, widowed and uh, she was in contact with a missionary that we support in Bangladesh. But she heard our, our radio broadcast, heard of our uh, needs, uh, basically through our missionary contact. And uh, God moved upon her heart to send us a bountiful donation. Uh, that just, and we've, we've never been able to meet her. We've talked to her on the phone. And we've been able to thank her. But... Uh, uh, of all things, to hear the broadcasts all the way in Oregon, had a couple that came to me uh, from Marin County and uh, wanted to come over and help underwrite the radio, paid our bill for a, f- a few weeks. And so it seems like after we went off the radio, we began to find out who all was listening to us because people would come up, why did you go off? Why did you... Well, we never heard from them while we were on. So if you could just call us or uh, make contact, we'd love to know you're there and that the Word of God is speaking to your heart. Well, indeed, Truth For Today does make an impact, which leads me to the next question. Uh, We've been off the air for a while. Why is Truth For Today back on KFAX? Well, we believe that uh, we've been told to share the Word of God uh, right up till Jesus comes. Uh, today there is so much fluff, uh, so much uh, we're constantly seeing in our own congregation as new people come, people even with us, their Bible knowledge, their understanding of Scripture uh, is so shallow. And uh, Paul told Timothy, preach the word because the time will come when men will invent their own teachers and they'll have tickling ears, they, they want to be entertained. Uh, they want to be patronized. We're saying, no, uh, the truth shall set people free. So we are, uh, we've been committed to the Bible and its authority for 50 years. And uh, we know God changes life through the Word. And we want to unleash it. Uh, it's like a lion. If we just get out of the way, it'll do the job. And so it is the effort of this uh, ministry to sow Even if the soil seems hard and barren, may the Spirit of God uh, water it, 
and may it take root and change a life forever. Well, Truth For Today, being back on KFAX, is indeed a delight for many of our listeners and for many at Valley Bible Church. And as we have a couple of minutes before we get back into our series, Don't Waste Your Life, if you could, share briefly about the diversity of the church, Valley Bible, and the uniqueness of Valley Bible here in the Bay Area. I was actually praying, because me knowing so many uh, black brothers and sisters having grown up in Richmond, and been in this area so long. And I also thought of Latino brothers and sisters that sometimes uh, Bible education uh, has not been easily accessible to them. And so I was asking the Lord to open doors for me to speak in uh, black assemblies, churches. Same for Latino, because I wanted to get the word. I wanted to, I, I had no, no ambition of getting a name. I just wanted to give them the word. And one day as I was praying, it it was as though the Lord spoke to my heart, what if I bring them to you? What will you do with them? I said, well, Lord, I will love them. I will pastor them. I'll do everything in my power to make them feel welcome at the table. And their pigmentation will not be an issue. It will be, do they have the hunger for this God? And he's done that. He's brought people to us. And so we don't care what your ethnicity is. We don't care if you're rich or poor. We don't care how bad you've been, uh, how high up you are. Uh, Come to this table and God will feed you and strengthen you. We're not a class conscious church. Thank you, Phil. All right. Back to our message in Philippians chapter 2. A message from our series, Don't Waste Your Life. To live is Christ. Once again, Pastor Phil Howard on this edition of Truth For Today. To allow yourself to love somebody is about the riskiest thing you could ever do. You know what I'm saying? I'll split our income with you. We'll be both broke. You know, in the money and out of the money, I'll love you all the time. Uh, It's risky. You know, you see this woman or this guy, I love them. Not to say you like them or you're infatuated, but no, I'll commit to them. I'll wash their underwear. I want to wash their socks. You know that, you better really be sure. You, you want to really be sure. Uh, I'll spend the rest of my life with them. Or something as crazy as, this, as crazy as this, honey, let's have a baby and raise the next bank president. Crazy. You don't know what you're going to raise. Oh, you think you do. You think you're going to raise a genius, and instead you raise someone just like you. <laughs> Listen to what Lewis said in his book on the four loves. There is no safe investment. To love at all is to be vulnerable. Love anything and your heart will certainly be wrung and possibly be broken. If you want to make sure of keeping it intact, you must give your heart to no one, not even to an animal. Even old Shep dies. Wrap it carefully round with hobbies and little luxuries. Avoid all entanglements. Lock it up safe in the casket or coffin of your selfishness. But in that casket, safe, dark, motionless, airless, it will change. It will not be broken. It will become unbreakable 
impenetrable, irredeemable. The alternative to tragedy, or at least to the risk of tragedy, is damnation. The only place outside heaven where you can be perfectly safe from all the dangers and perturbations of love is hell. Dare you risk loving anything in this life, it will be a risk. You don't know if they'll be true or not. You don't know if this marriage is going to result in someone with an invalid, a loss of health. We do not know. That's why with God, God never takes a risk because our uh, risk factor is our ignorance. We don't know. You marry, you hope it'll last. You don't know because you're not omniscient. God has never taken a risk. He always knows the end from the beginning. It's you and I that take the risk. So to be alive is to live at risk. So I want to invite you to the risk life of living for God by faith and being willing to risk yourself to do His will and to make his interest your interest. And that say, here, Lord, I have but one life to give. And I'm willing to risk my money, my time, my whole life. I want to have a purpose. And you've saved me for your purpose. I'm willing to take the risk. Let me give you some examples of people who've done this. Uh, if we had time, we'd look at uh, 2 Samuel 10 where Joab and Abishai are going to fight against the Amalekites. And uh, Joab, uh, leading the armies of Israel, tells Abishai, he said, if I get in danger, come to my aid. If you get in danger, I'll come to your aid. And then he says these words, be of good courage and let us be courageous for our people and for the cities of our God. And may the Lord do what seems good to him. He had to risk his life or run. He did not know how the battle would turn out. He decided that I'll leave the results with God and he will work all things together for good. Whether I'm slain by the Amalekites or not, I will risk the battle. I would speak to young people. Find something worth risking your life for. Find a cause greater than only thing I hear in America today is make money, make money, make money. And especially in an economy like the Bay Area that costs so much to live here and an economy that is 38 billion in debt and a national debt of $450 billion. And when we've got people like Enron that can jeopardize your retirement for life, what is there to live for but money? Let me say to you, the interest of Christ is greater than money. My admiration is not for millionaires. It's for those who have risked all for the cause and purpose of Jesus Christ. Those are my heroes. We don't know what the outcome will be, but we will throw our life into this battle, Joab, and leave results with God. And that's what I love about being a Calvinist. I know my God's determined all outcomes. And even if it's my death by martyrdom, it's good for me. I've got a God in charge of my future. Our series is called Don't Waste Your Life. 
Pastor Phil Howard here today on Truth For Today. As we close out our program, we'd leave you with our phone number and address if you would like to contact us. You can reach us toll-free at 855-833-9864. That's 855-833-9864. You're also welcome to write to us. The address is Truth For Today, 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California. The zip code is 94547. And then, of course, as always, you can learn more about us at our website, valleybible.org. Once again, to close out our time together, our teacher and pastor, Pastor Phil Howard, as we talk about our current series, simply entitled, Don't Waste Your Life. Phil? This series is based upon Paul said, I, for me to live, is Christ, to die will be gained. If you'll contact us this month, we're going to send you this five-sermon series if you'll make a donation of $10, we're giving it to you. I, I hope we break even, but we want to hear from you. And so this five-part series, Don't Waste Your Life, is our gift to you that you went out of your way to contact us in the month of October. Please let us hear from you, and we'll see to it that you get these free messages. And again, our phone number is 855-833-9864. Or write to us, Truth For Today, 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California, 94547 is our zip code. And again, our web address is valleybible.org. Special for the month of October, this five CD set, Don't Waste Your Life, for a gift of $10 or more. Do get a hold of us and become a partner with Truth For Today as we continue the ministry here on KFAX. Until next week, God bless. God bless.